What makes a person of interest? Coach Michael Burke cuts to the chase, interviewing some of the biggest names in the world. How do they think? What makes them tick? What are their thought processes? And how they became a person of interest. Got my good friend Bradley here, founder of Lightspeed, involved in all kinds of entrepreneurial ventures now with real financial, real solar, real success. Brad, it looks like you're in Nashville, Tennessee. Am I right about that? I am right now, sir. Nashville, Tennessee, actually Brentwood, but close enough. Are you are you enjoying Nashville in comparison to Vegas? Is there a big uh, big contrast? What do you like about it? Well, I like I like the uh, people, and I like the music, and I like the food. I'm not fond of the humidity, but yep. uh, other than that, you know. I love it. Well, you're going to be coming back to Nashville on September 8th and 9th for the Monster Nation Conference. And we've had people buying tickets over the last uh, 30, 60, 90 days. And we feel like we're going to get a nice audience of three to 500 people at that conference. We're going to be doing a private day here at the Lodge. Uh, two private concerts, full day at the Bell Tower on Friday. It's really an entrepreneurial conference. So I made some notes here for you I wanted to ask you because people watching this, Got a lot of options, conferences they can go to. You speak at a lot of these conferences. I speak at a lot of these conferences. And the question becomes, why should they come to this conference? So let's go back and answer this question. What initially enlightened you to getting involved in personal development? When you first got involved in personal development, what was it? Well, I think I accidentally stumbled into it, you know, but now looking back 20 years ago, you know, I think my my initial venture into it was just, you know, wanting to grow, wanting more than I had. Mm-hmm. And I started looking for information and then, you know, just started stumbling into different people and venues and networks. And next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. And and you really, did you found light speed to solve a problem for you and then you figured out that you could sell it to other people or was it first just for you you would go and train and coach and you noticed they weren't doing the work so you were looking for a solution to make the relationships stickier or make sure that they were doing the work yeah ultimately i developed it for myself i was out on the road i didn't like traveling as much as i was and i found that i couldn't get the information to stick like i had prior at another company so I developed the Lightspeed system for my own training to go out and dominate, compete with all the big trainers. And then when I and then when I got out there, my system was amazing. It was working. It was mind-blowingly advanced. And and then I started running into people wanting other people's information. And I realized, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So I didn't want to be selfish. And that's when I realized, let me help the other people with expertise deliver their training a little bit better so people could get the information and actually learn it. So I just started collaborating instead of competing. Now, and you've carried that on for the last 20, 20 something years with Lightspeed to where now you collaborate with lots of people. And yeah, I got some the of val- the biggest names on earth. What's the value of seeing those people on a Lightspeed platform and then physically coming and being in the room and being exposed to them? Because I know when I was first growing up uh, as a young basketball coach, I would go to I would go to coaching clinics, right? I'd watch a guy like Patino coach on television. And then I'd go to a coaching clinic where I would be in the room with Patino. 
And, and it was worth it to me to watch how Patino walked in the room, right? To watch how he interacted with people, to watch, even if he didn't get up there and teach us uh, everything that he knew, just being around a guy like him or Gino Ariyama and their confidence. And, and then I started going to, you know, personal development conferences. And when I read Covey's work, it was different than being in a room with Covey. What's the value of why a person should actually invest the money to come to the conference? Well, it's my belief, Michael, that most of the speakers and, and trainers that go to these conferences, you know, they, they always say a little bit different things, but mainly, you know, it's for the other people at the conference. It's for the other like-minded individuals. It's to network. It's to build relationships. I mean, if you really want more money, if that's one thing you want, you have to understand where money comes from. Money comes from relationships. They'll tell you it doesn't grow on trees, but they don't stop and tell you where it does grow. Well, I'll tell you it grows in other people's pockets. Okay. And if you want more of it, you have to meet more people. And these networks are unbelievable opportunities to network and meet new people because they're like-minded individuals. Otherwise they wouldn't be there trying to learn and grow and develop themselves. So you've got other like-minded people, other businesses, opportunity everywhere, not to mention the subject matter experts that you're coming to see building relationships with them. You're not going to build a relationship through a video. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think every time people come to the conferences and they, and they get around those people, they get exposed to those people and it activates their prey drive. They get, they, they think bigger, they play bigger. They get one nuance. They get one idea. They get a confidence. They get a relationship. They get a strategy. I believe confidence is the memory of success. Some of these people are coming, they're looking for relationship, they're looking for confidence, they're looking for uh, to eliminate confusion in their life. Where did most of your confidence come from? Exactly what you just said, memory of success. My confidence came from doing the doing the work, um, you know, keeping my promises to myself, um, racking up the wins, really. I mean, you know, most people set these massive goals. And those are good, I guess, uh, in certain cases. But if if we're trying to increase the amount of times that we win, why aren't we allowed to lower those goals a little bit, little bit, and celebrate our wins more frequently? So if you woke up every single day and you figured, let's say, making your bed, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, taking a shower were 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 fantastic wins, and you started racking up wins all throughout the day. At the end of the day, you're going to feel more like a winner because you won all day long. You keep winning. You it's it's like man, you win on a regular basis. And so and so, I just started lowering, you know, what I consider to win. You know, you don't have to make a million dollars a day to be a winner. You know, make right. one dollar. That's a win. Make two. That's a bigger win. But guess what? It's still a win to make one dollar, especially if it's one dollar more than you made yesterday. So, you know, I've got all kinds of little frameworks built in to show people how to build confidence. But really, number one, you got to forgive yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, after you've done forgiving yourselves, you, you, you really want to rack up the wins. Well, I mean, first, you got to commit to do what you say you're going to do. So that's probably number two. Then you have to rack up the wins just by setting small, attainable goals all throughout the day on a regular basis. Once that builds up a little bit, you'll start walking around a little bit more certain you'll start to feel better about yourself you'll start to find yourself in a better mood and then you have to get rid of all of the negativity around you including the people so once you get rid of the 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 negative 
around you, you, again, it's a lot easier to maintain that confidence, that certainty. And then you want to, um, you know, obviously continue to develop yourself, but map out and visualize exactly what success looks like. So every day you make simple decisions, right? Because it boils down to simple decisions. I mean, every single day we're faced with a bunch of different choices. And if we could just learn to make better choices throughout our day, we're going to have a better life. So really the choices you make determine the road you take. So if you know exactly where you're going and, and it's specific, well, then you can gauge whether this action is going to move you towards or away from that particular goal. So you have to get clarity and, and, and visualize exactly what success looks like to you. And then you want to go out every single day and seek knowledge on a regular basis, new books, new podcasts, new events, um, all kinds of new information, because if we want to change what we're getting, we got to change what we're doing. And the only way to change what we're doing is to change what we believe, because we do what we do based on our beliefs. So in order to change your beliefs, you have to get new information, keyword being new. So if you just do those six things over and over, over time, and I've been doing them for years now, over time, you, you, you gain a little more, I wouldn't call it confidence. I would, I would say it's more certainty. Yep. Good. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people think that I'm confident. And again, I, 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 I don't know if that's the word confident because we've all got the insecurities, but I just, I just understand that you're never going to make everybody happy. Right. So if you realize you can't make everyone happy, well, then who are you going to choose? You got to choose somebody. If you choose them, then they're, un- they're unhappy. If you choose them, then they're unhappy. So you can only choose yourself. So you walk around, you figure out that you are the only one that you need to make happy. Everyone else is not your responsibility. Their opinion of you is none of your business. Do the right thing. Be ethical and follow those six steps, brother. And I'm telling you, you know, it's not long before you are walking around confident, secure, and very, very positive about the future. Now, it seems like well, you guys, you guys got some big bugs out here in Nashville. <laughs> they didn't see me in a damn bugs. Now, it seems like that you sell, but you don't sell. Meaning, I don't. I know you close deals, and I know you uh, you 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 build strong relationships with a lot of people. Do you still spend time closing deals? Does it come easier to you today, or do you make sales calls today? Or walk us through a little bit of that because the way you sell is 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 not like a person thinks. Man, I'm gonna sit here and make 80 phone calls today and try to sell something. You sell through relationship, and but do you still make sales calls? Do you still work on closing deals? Do you talk to us about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't consider myself closing or or selling. I consider myself helping. Yeah, like I wake up every day focused on how can I help people. And if I just focus on how I can help people, I end up closing a lot more deals because, because ultimately, you know, the, the authenticity and the relationship is what's fostered when you look to help people rather than sell people. And so believe it or not, I always tell people, if you want to sell more, you know, stop selling, right? It's, 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 it's kind of contradictory, but if you want to sell more, stop selling and just start helping. Just start looking to help people. And hopefully your product or service does that. So clearly, if your product or service helps people and you wake up every morning looking to help people, you're going to sell more. But if you wake up looking to sell more people, 
you're not going to sell as many because I guarantee you the authenticity and that, that vibration coming off you is not the same. Yep. What impresses a guy like you about people? You're around a lot of the top people in the world. You've probably seen everything or a lot of a lot of things. What, what, what impresses a guy like you goes, man, that was impressive. You know, what impresses me the most is when people have learned that other people's opinion is, is, is none of their business. In other words, when you see, when you see people that like they have their own style, they're, they're, they're unapologetic and they just love life because they're just, they found them, they found a way to make themselves happy. They're not concerned with what, what everybody else thinks. That's the ones that impress me the most, because I'm telling you, you know, that's the hardest thing to achieve. Most people coach are walking around, taking actions, making decisions based on what other people think. So the ones that impress me the most are the ones that they don't, they don't really factor all that in. They care about what they want. They care about what they need. And they're out 100% to just find the, the happiness and joy they're searching for. Now, not a lot suspect, of yeah, not a lot of people, not a lot of people get to that level. They spend most of their lives, right? Worrying about the opinion of other people. It makes them feel a certain way. They don't explore. They don't expand. They don't, they don't do a lot of things. And I think that's kind of where the real Bradley came from, right? Because over the last few years, uh, you've really built a significant brand. And the interesting thing is, you know, I used to go places and people would ask me about other people. And now they ask me about Brad Lee. So I go places and they say, now tell me about Brad Lee because I'm watching him and I like that guy or I'm following him and I like his authenticity and I like the fact that he's real and I like that he'll say whatever he's thinking. Like I probably get that almost everywhere I go, just to be honest with you, because they know you and I are associated so people, Brad, Brad currently is the number one person people ask me about. And, wow. um, and uh, so it means something you've done over the last few years has helped you build a real strong personal brand. And I know you're going to be talking about that at the conference, because as you built your brand, it's built all of these businesses, right? Real financial, real solar, light speed, the you know, real success stuff that you've done, the conferences you're doing. But it all really started by you making a decision to build a very strong personal brand. So are you going to be talking about that at the conference and teaching people how to do that? Because don't you think that solves a lot of problems for people? Well, I, I always make assumptions when people go to these conferences, they're looking to grow and expand. And I always try to bring the most valuable information I have at the time to do that for people. So I usually wait till the, till the conference to fully you know, decide what I'm going to talk about. But I don't know of anything more valuable than building a personal brand. It took me 20 years to build Lightspeed into an eight-figure company. I built three more in the last six months strictly because of the personal brand. I know that if people follow exactly what I can show them how to do, they're going to get more business than they've ever had. They're going to get more deal flow. Deal flow is opportunity, basically. Yep. They're going to get more deal flow than they've ever had and and and. I believe that the the number one thing you can do to to ensure future success is to is to build and and grow that personal brand. So I'll probably talk about that, but who knows what I'll know, I'll learn between now and September. There could be something that there could be something that changes my mind. You know, when I walk out on stage, I don't have PowerPoints, coach. I just sit there and talk, and I and I basically tell stories and prove beyond a shadow of a doubt 
that what I'm saying makes perfect sense. And if people would just apply what I'm saying, even half of what I'm saying, man, I'm telling you, their businesses would flourish. Their relationships would flourish. Everything flourishes. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. won't do it though. You know why? You know why? Because they're afraid to fail. They're yeah. afraid that other people might think something negative about them. And, and when you realize failure is a part of the formula, like, like you failed, I've failed, Michael Jordan has failed, Tiger Woods has failed, every champion, every winner has failed, but yet people are afraid to fail, which makes zero sense to me because failure is part of the formula. So if you're afraid yeah. of, of, of the very part of the formula that makes you win, you're more than likely not going to win. And maybe that's been your challenge is all this fear. Well, I like to, I like to dissipate fear by showing people. If a guy like I can do it, pretty much anyone can do it. I don't have a college degree. I don't have all the things you would think one would need in order to succeed. But what I do own is the real estate right here between the ears. I own that real estate. And people got to understand, you know, everybody wants to talk about real estate, real estate. Listen, real estate's valuable. You can get rich in real estate, but you'll never get more wealthy than owning the real estate right here. See, see what I'm talking about? If you can, if you can get this real estate under control, dude, anything is possible. Anything is possible if you own that real estate. And I, and I, I got a lock, stock, and barrel on that thing. Yeah. All right. Last question. You've you've spoken at a lot of conferences, and you spoke at Monster Nation last year. What do you think differentiates the conferences we do, and why why should a person purchase a ticket? Why should they come and do two days with us? Why should they get involved in the concerts? Why why do you think they should come to this conference over the other conferences? Well, again, I mean, I know you, and I know that the effort and intentions behind the conference are the main difference. Like you're not there to make a bunch of money. You're not there to close them on a bunch of future crap. You're not there to sell them. You're there to teach them. You're there to coach them. You're there to introduce them to other people that are doing the same thing. You don't allow a bunch of, you know, vendor booths and, you know, it's not just, not, it's not a pitch fest, man. It's, it's, it's real, it's real knowledge, real relationships and real people. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for speaking at the conference as one of our keynote speakers, one of our headliners. I know we got thank a lot you, of people. Thank you for the check. And, uh, <laughs> and thank you for being a good friend. We look forward to doing more stuff with you. And uh, we'll be seeing you in September. Thank you, sir. Looking forward All to right. it. Have a great day out there in the Tennessee heat. Appreciate Indeed. you, brother. Peace. Before I get started, there is one very important question I have to ask you. Coach Michael Burt, Monster Producer Academy CEO. He's a personal friend of mine. What good is it to have knowledge with no desire? What good is it to have desire with no skill? What good is it to have knowledge and skill with no confidence? A big part of activating your prey drive is finding and refining your talent. This is something that helps you get to the next place. People are made up of four parts, a body, a mind, a heart and a spirit. You need to know you, and then you need to have an awareness, and sometimes you don't even know what you need. So all four parts of our nature have to be clicking. Your hard skill solves my problem. The bigger the problem, the more money people are paid to solve it. Everything is valuable to your future. What I'm really paying you for is your past. A monster producer combines multiple skills to dominate a market. When you get to wake up every day and do what you love doing, man, it is hard not to be motivated. 
they think at a higher ordinance than everybody else. They want to create new things. I have a conviction about me, and that's the conviction that you feel when I talk, when I speak. It comes across as passion. You got to learn how to connect to another person at such a deep level that it moves them. You have goals, you have targets, but you don't have a sense of urgency. They're going to exchange money, energy. They're going to raise capital. They're going to start new businesses. There's going to be joint ventures. I think your purpose finds you. It is activated. The word activate means to initiate. Discipline, which is a derivative of the word disciple, which means to give yourself to a person or cause you believe in. Do you believe in your future, yes or no? When we know better, we do better. Finding the problem that you are uniquely qualified to solve, and you don't know what problem you really solve for whom, then there is no big financial exchange right there. You should leave here thinking bigger today than when you came. And I want to shake your hand and look you in the eyeball when you make this decision. Thank you. We'll see you in the back. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.